this program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> I'll give you a choice. I could put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we do it. As the Secretary General of the United Nations, an organization of 147 member states who represent almost all of the human inhabitants of the planet Earth, I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship to teach if we are called upon, to be taught if we are fortunate. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us and it is with humility and hope that we take this step. Step back. It's episode 43 behind the schemes for May 3rd, 2021. This is Booberry Mothman and Miniocalypse. Hello and uh, happy May the 3rd be with you. Uh, oh, from all the way over here, my name is Lavish. All the way over there. How you doing? Oh, all the way over here, man. I'm doing <laughs> so good how are you doing oh over where <laughs> uh, <laughs> what babe babe with power i'm doing all who's right who's on first what's on second i don't know who's on third but uh, the cream will rise to the top oh yeah oh you oh, better yeah. believe it uh, you don't want to go <laughs> not believing it there yeah I, uh, I'm doing, doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It's, uh, day started at 5 a.m. Had an early shift at work today. Strike was struck. Strike was stricken. Stricken. Um, <laughs> I, I got nothing. It's, uh, it's been a pretty good day. Uh, nice, easy, mellow weekend. I did go to my first no agenda meetup on uh, Saturday. Oh my goodness. How was that? Wh wh where was it? Uh, it was in Niswa. Uh, I forget the the specific name of it. Um, it was cool. There was like eight people there: Sir Devo, C Rock, um, Sir Eagle Eye. Uh, there's a handful of other gentlemen I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, mm -hmm. It was cool. I was up there for about two hours. Um, had some brisket. Stayed for two drinks and um, headed back. Actually, stepped at a bookstore on the way back and found my first copy of the Mothman Prophecies. Oh, what a haul on the way back. I know. And a book on ghost mines in uh, in Black Rock, South Dakota. Oh, shit. Sweet. And <laughs> also... And also... An encyclopedia on urban legends. Oh, that's that's really fantastic. 
That's really quite a haul of uh, literature you got there. Yeah, dude. I'll uh, I'll I'll run downstairs post show and uh, I'll, I'll snap some pictures of it. It's pretty neat stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to just scan that every page one by one and send it to me. That'd oh, totally, nice. dude. Oh yeah. Actually, I could make a TikTok for us where I I go through like page. I already by hate page. the idea. I already hate it. The <laughs> fact that you said no, whatever you're gonna say, we're not doing it. We're not going on TikTok. It's not happening. Stupid. You're so stupid! I know, I know. We, I, I should, we, we do <laughs> go wash a, my mouth out with soap. <laughs> that's right. We do a conspiracy occult show, and you want to do TikTok? Are you, are you out of your mind? Hey, man, it's bounce back chaos magic. Hit them back with what they would never expect, their own bullshit. Using their own platform. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What's the what's that quote from uh, Lord of the Rings? Far, further away, our... Closer we are to danger, further we are from harm, or whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure either, but I like it. Good. I'm glad. Oh, should I hit you with a tarot card? Yes. So tonight's tarot card. Hit me with it. It's the High Priestess. It's the High Priestess. Second card in the major suite, or the major suit. Divine Mother, Accumulation, Virgin, Occult Church, Domineering Mother, Frigid Woman, A Secret Known to One Who Can Decipher It, Coldness, strict upbringing, initiator, sacred books, solitude, silence, meditation, rigor, inhibition, celibacy, incubating, a work. Hmm. Work it. Work it. Stay frosty. So it's it's motherly and celibate. How does that make sense? I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe the maybe the the love for a partner transitions to the love of the offspring. I don't know. Oh, I see. I see. Perhaps. Interesting. Well, I really should get a little booklet or something on this stuff and start to, to delve into it, you know, but because my my sort of idea of tarot is that you are always supposed to go with sort of your gut feeling on it. But then members of my family really got into it. And there's actually a whole school and it, it goes nuts. But if you want to, you can actually go back to that with the custom decks. That's kind of the idea, right? You've got you just eyeball it. You see, oh, this is, oh, yeah, this is me. This is how I'm feeling right now. This is, you let your subconscious guide the way. There's a, the, the way that I kind of put my personal spin on it, I, I wouldn't say that it's unique by any standard, but if I find something that kind of sparks my interest, I'll kind of play it out a little bit. So I'll draw additional cards on top of that specific one um, mm-hmm. to kind of get more information. Um, another cool thing to pay attention to is which elements, uh, what cards are or what cards are what elements mm-hmm. and see how they work in, in that relation. If like, you know, if you got, a, if you're surrounded by air and fire, like, what does that say? Like, you know, you got this really forceful energy just blowing circles around you. Mm-hmm. Um, good thing, bad thing. And eh, it's probably <laughs> it's total, uh, totally up to the, to the reader. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got. A little more insight in the chat. Hidden knowledge of women, intuition, emotion, the goddess Diana. Well, here's a just, here's a here's another bit of uh, tidbit. Uh, TikTok licks cock. <laughs> yes, this is a correct <laughs> statement. Thank you. You, you just correct. listed the reasons that people are coming. Here, I got a I got an older book, um, and this one is Mastering the Tarot. What year was this one? I actually. Don't know if I know off the top. Seventy one. Yeah. Seventeen seventy one. Seventeen seventy one. No, they didn't talk like that then. 
Uh, unrevealed future, the mystery of things hidden in the depths of the consciousness, spiritual enlightenment, inner illumination, a caution not to speak of that which should be kept secret. In a man's reading, this card represents the perfect woman all men dream of. In a woman's reading, it may indicate virtues in a friend or in herself. Hmm. But it's also like, if you think about it in the aspect of um, the hero's journey, it's the second character the fool encounters. Like right after the um, right after the magician. Oh, uh, and would the magician be like the the way I see it as the elder or whatever the the wise old man is like the first person that the fool kind of comes into contact with in the hero's journey. Yeah, kind of like after a, that is the princess. Um, like an Obi Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, he's the one that sort of bestows the. He gives he's the a magical item. He's the wizard. He's, he he gives the the hero the first magical item that the hero is to have on his quest. It's uh, like we were talking on the pre-stream. Professor Philadelphia. He's the magician. He's the one that grabs our two squares by the foreheads and transfers superhero ass kicking power to him. You compared him to Tobias Funke. Uh, and Dr. Manhattan. And Dr. Manhattan. But uh, that's the obvious one. The lesser one that we're talking about here is Tobias Funke. I've never heard those two characters in the same sentence, and there's a good reason why. There's, uh, there's, there's, couldn't be further opposite. Except there's one thing that they both have in common, and that is that they are head to toe cut blue. They're blue people, and they're bald. So they're, they're both bald blue people. But other than that, other than that one very specific thing, and we, we here on Behind the Schemes, we accept people of all creeds, colors, and kinds, and we don't discriminate against blue people here. Uh, but these guys are both blue, okay? It's the only way to put it. And uh, But Tobias is a worm, and then, and then Dr. Manhattan is like a god, and so you have them combined. That's great. And to, you know, make sure that it's not like completely obvious i bet you're thinking that i was gonna make him blue right nah dude he's pink oh head to toe pink and like <laughs> dripping denim, in irony my friends. Den denim shorts oh perfect <laughs> like Just a little like cube drawn drawn on his fucking forehead <laughs> nice nice Disturbing, kind of like uh, I won't. Now I won't bring up Doug, the cartoon Doug. We'll just move on. I have a hand-painted Italian deck where the magician is a woman holding the wand with all the tools to manifest her dreams into reality. I bet that's a beautiful deck, and I would love to see a picture of a card if you if you ever uh, feel the urge to send that in. Uh, this is quite the card. I feel like if you're a tarot person, you're doing tarot. This is a cool card to pull up for yourself. You're like, oh yeah, my um, my creative energies are 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 flourishing. They're blossoming. Let's see if I missed anything else. No. Um. Well, uh, looking a little further ahead. Um. This is a value for value show. So if you want to support us, email us at behind the schemes. Uh, excuse me, behind the schemes at proton protonmail dot com. <clears throat> you know, send us clips or if you got a jingle in mind, a news article. If you Feel like sending us a monetary don donation? You can go to behindtheschemes.com. We got a little PayPal button and a Sphinx try button, which is pretty pretty fucking exciting. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're on the the cutting bleeding edge of of podcasting technology, then you can join the Sphinx tribe very easily. And uh, but we we appreciate everything. If you wanted to 
send us in something where we read something weird, you know, it can be anything. Send anything in and, and uh, you know, there's a very good chance that it will be read on the air. So, yeah. And I would be totally down. I got to see how much it actually costs, but opening up a uh, PO box for handwritten um, accounts oh, and stuff like that, that would be pretty wicked. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I remember Nick the Rat kind of went through that. He he went through a phase where he was trying to get the P.O. Box or not. And, uh, yeah, something we could talk about. But uh, we also have the beautiful Scream line, uh, 612-263-7999 at 612-263-SEXY-BABY. And uh, it's a really, really nice uh, phone line, uh, and it's just waiting to be screamed at. So if you've had a rough day or if you've got to get the let out, we have a solution for you. Please. Let's uh let's hit him with that screen mail promo. We told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-6. 612-263-SXXY. That's 612-263-7999. Sir Spencer from Bowl After Bowl. And if you check out our show notes uh, at zosascorner.sosec.com, um, at the very top we had someone send in some show art for us that just blew my face across the side of the wall. It was super sweet. Super sweet. Yeah, it's this fucking amazing mouth just screaming into the void with this fucking... Uh, uh, all seeing eye and, uh, fucking it's like one part gives me like radio wave vibes, but then it's the fucking, um, what's the thing that goes beep, beep, beep. And they got you in the hospital bed. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. You know, the thing that you're monitored to the, not the EKG, but you know, that thing that's, uh, that comes from Dame DeLorean from, Motherfucking bowl after bowl. Ding, ding, ding. Um, Thank I, you, Dame DeLorean, so much. I did kind of fuck up. I didn't. I didn't find anything specific as far as a like a little thank you jingle. So, hey man, if you don't get behind the schemes, the schemes will get behind you. You fucked up. You didn't fuck up. We're thanking her right now. And Official. Uh, how about, how about, how about these two together? But the cream will rise to the top. Yeah, I don't get it. That was just one clip. That was just Macho Man Randy Savage. What are you talking about? Oh, a little that bit. Wasn't, do you, do you no, know where that what second one came from? I don't know what you're talking about, man. It's, it's, uh, you're, fool, you're fooling me, man. Uh, couldn't be Darren O. It was, that was, that was Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> And so the question here is whether how we go ahead and do this, what we do, there's no easy answer. But what we do do is if you go to behindtheschemes.com again, that's SCH3M3S, uh, hop in our green room, chat with us. It's IRC. It's fun. Some cool motherfuckers in there. Yeah. This, you know, in these trying times, there's nothing more fun than an old school chat room. You just hop in. And uh, troll some strangers and do your thing as you wind down. It's a beautiful mm. thing. What's wrong with the talk? You will find many freaks out there. 
Well, <laughs> no doubt about you. that. <laughs> that. That's not what we're, uh, yeah, that's it. We know. Oh man, that was one thing I forgot. Maybe I can find it in the show notes for no agenda, but the Pfizer songs, I love them. I, I've been broken by them. The Pfizer songs? On TikTok, the vaccine advertisements. Oh, dude, those are disturbing. I, I actually uh, forced those out of my mind. I'm all about them now. I'm a Pfizer girl in a Pfizer world. <laughs> that's that's just, oof, man. Oof. Hey, you could do that with everything. Just turn every song into a vaccine song now. <laughs> I just want a vaccine in... Oh, oh, I just want a vaccine. You know, just do them all. <laughs> that classic Gigi Allen song, Eat My Vax. <laughs> <laughs> vaccine Affair. <laughs> uh, that Elvis Presley classic, You Ain't Nothing But a Masker. Or, I don't know. You Ain't Nothing. With, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Who, what is wrong with all these people? Why do they make these songs? You it's ain't not nothing fun. but a mask. Oh, mask and all the time. Do, oh, do, do, do. Do. You, you ain't, ain't never got a vaccine and you ain't vaccinated on mine. Yeah. And there's many people coming. So many people coming. All over the world people are coming. Right now. Yeah. They're coming to behind the schemes. They're oh, coming. I, I don't want to do it. I almost did it though. I'm starting to get that Darno. Sort of squeak. I can't. We can't do it on command. I gotta catch myself out of the blue. Oh, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. You gotta. You gotta wait until it festers, and then you have to unleash it on the world. We gotta find. That's very Satan-y. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Okay, so I got something to start us off proper. Um, start us proper. So that uh, the the first uh, first proper clip that opened the show. Are you familiar with that? A proper. The proper clip, the cup of proper coffee in a proper coffee cup. What are you talking about? The, the proper I, copper coffee coffee cup that held the dapper. I don't know. The there was the greeting clip. It was the second one that we played because I fucked up the first time. Oh no! Play it. Go for it. Jam it. As the Secretary General of the United Nations, an organization of 147 member states who represent almost all of the human inhabitants of the planet Earth, I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet. We step out of our solar system into the universe, seeking only peace and friendship, to teach if we are called upon, to be taught if we are fortunate. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us, and it is with humility and hope that we take this step. Today I learned that the very first voice that aliens would ever hear if they ever stumbled across the Voyager ships, and they were able to figure out this golden record that Carl Sagan and his group recorded and blasted off into space. Today I learned that the first would be thing this goofy bastard would be this goofy fucking Nazi. Oh my God. No. Kurt. What's his name? Kurt Waldheim. Kurt Waldheim. This is from the guardian. Uh, and I found out about this. Y'all should fucking drop what you're doing and go check out that Larry show. He had a great episode on time capsules and oh, I, I fucking love that show. Oh dude, it was good. I highly recommend it. It was his newest one. CIA, and this is from the guardian CIA knew about Waldheim's 
Nazi past. New rele- newly released U.S. intelligence documents show that officials knew about Kurt Waldheim's history long before he was appointed UN UN Secretary General. Our favorite, the UN. UN. The UN. UN. So this this man who talk about the friendship, yeah, he go to he go to the space and he give you the place. <laughs> And that's that's fantastic. You know, there's I love that gold disc. If if anyone doesn't know about that gold disc, that is to me such a cool thing that we as humanity did back in the was it seventies? Uh, yeah, seventy four, I think, or seventy six. It's in the. 76? I think I dropped it in the show notes. The whole video. There's a bunch of great stories with that. There's a great uh, drunk history. If you know the show Drunk History. They do a great one on the woman. There was a woman who worked on the on that program who actually ultimately became Carl Sagan's wife, married him. But she, before that, she was very, very renowned, you know, very credentialed. And she was involved with the, this this project from the beginning. And then it was during the project they kind of fell in love. And uh, according to the drunk history, she like recorded her with an EKG or with some sort of thing where she like attached nodes to her forehead and like recorded it somehow she recorded uh like her emotions and her like her energy and her heart palpitations when she thought about the prospect of like falling in love with this guy and getting married and somehow was able to like record the essence of uh what she called a woman falling in love and put that on the record which is of course a monumental energy of humanity that 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 emotion and that feeling, that exhilaration, that everything that goes on with that feeling is just so important to the human condition. And the idea for her to, to be able to, and the position for her to be in to actually record that, put it on the disc, is genius. She's a genius for thinking of that. Hell yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's not anything that I've listened through to all the way, but um, I've got it saved. And uh, I'm actually thinking it's fucking, seems like something perfect to throw on the radio stream it would be it would be something interesting yeah to throw on obscure um this this guy is interesting so uh, i've got a couple articles saved on him um sounds like he absolved himself of all crimes in the 80s um worked for uh he was a, a junior officer in a nazi intelligence units in the balkans uh, which was renowned for atrocities it committed. However, the document was forgotten by the time he was first suggested as UN Secretary General um, in 71. A CIA check on him at the time revealed nothing suspicious. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I swear to God, man, every time you fucking turn around one of these corners, you see one of these fucks. <laughs> yep. And that's, <sighs> and that's why every time you're like, oh, there you are. The weird German CIA spook that we all know and love. Oh, mocking, uh, paperclip. <laughs> speaking of spooks, um, spook them. Oh, did you spot the spook at your meeting? By the way, you never really talked about your meeting, but we can go into that later. Oh, it's uh, you know, it was two hours. A part of the there was a band that nobody knew was playing. Um, oh, god, were they good or bad? Uh, not, they were bad, yeah. I think they had a blown out PA or a blown out mic or something. Oh, no, vocals are crunchy, but they weren't. Were they like good musicians though? Do you know? Could you tell? Yeah, I could tell. Ah, either way, we don't have to get into that anymore. I, uh, you know, they were okay. I don't. They didn't have a bass player. It was just two guitars, and uh, it was just uh, the drummer that was kind of all over the place. And like, 
couldn't keep it together. Um, Lame. Lame. So we ended up just kind of like yelling over the music to each other. And uh, I met. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Quite a few. Uh, I mean, everybody was super cool. Um, you know, we talked a lot of the, the hot stuff that has been going on. No agenda. Um, I only pimped the show a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was going to ask uh, if you pimped it a little bit. Just had a little bit of like, a, yeah, I have a show on the network. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know they, I, I forgot what, uh, I forgot what the 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 rant was on, but I was like, oh, you know what, you should scream at it or scream about it at this number. Leave us a scream. Ah, <laughs> uh, I would have just been straight up. I would have been like, gentlemen, I have a podcast. I am a local Minnesotan, and you are Minnesotans, and you should listen to this podcast because it's hosted by a Minnesotan. Um. We recorded a meetup, but I didn't hear it on the uh, the show. So I'm guessing maybe Thursday it'll come in. Hope so. I'd love to. Is you so you said something on the on the thing, of course. Yeah, short and sweet. I thought about trying to do this gag. It's like this is an impression of uh, Biden deep faked into Star Wars. <clears throat> I, 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 I am the Senate. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come, Come on, on, man. man. <laughs> Come on, man. The uh, the meetup report is fun. That's that's one that always gets... There's so many meetups now. The My San Francisco meetup report got botched. I think I already told you this. I don't the, think so. I went to an SF meetup about a month ago, and the guy who hosted it tried to record all of us for this thing, and he was hammered. Whiskey drunk. Oh, yeah. And this guy... <laughs> Like held the phone upside down, and like had to do it a second time, and then botched it the second time as well, and like, and then and then Adam even said it on the show. He was like, "Yeah, the SF meetup came in, but we can't play it because it sounds terrible. It just it sounds too much. It sounds too crappy. Sorry." <laughs> I was like, "Come on, guys!" And there's another one in like three weeks. There hasn't been a meetup for like two years, and then all of a sudden, there's two in two months. I'm thinking about doing another one here in uh maybe in June. Um, you gonna host it? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Uh, maybe go check idea. out the uh, meadery. It's in Uptown. Uh, sorry, not Uptown. It's in a uh, Northeast. Yeah, pick uh, a good spot. Make sure that it's a good spot. That's I, I'm 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 kind of leaning towards uh, sociable is gonna be more on the not so good spot, but I'm not sure. Mm. It, it was it was pretty hardcore in the and you know I, I get it for the restaurants and stuff, but um. They especially were pretty strict and stringent on their rules last year. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why it's tricky. These meetups are tricky. It's hard to find a place that's just truly open and and also in like a central location that people can go to. I just want to find some dive bar, man. I know, man. I want to do an East Bay meetup, too. Uh I like the people. The people that host the meetups around here are the same people, and they're they're nice, but they're like they're they're doing their own thing, you know. Yeah, I've, I've like tried to talk to them, and they're not interested in talking. They're just like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what to, I don't know how to describe it. It's not it's not a big deal. They're really nice people, but it's just strange. San Francisco's a, a strange fucking town, man. I don't think I've been. I think I've only hit uh, San Diego. San Diego's think, cool. or San Jose. Um, San Jose is a little weird, too. But <laughs> but when you went, it was probably less weird. Uh, 
and you were there for a, in, in like a work capacity. So you, you know, you were there with people. You weren't just like by yourself trying to have a good time. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> more often than not, that's how I usually found myself. It's like, oh, uh, I'm just going to fucking wander this direction, see what I can find tonight, see, well, see yeah. what's going on. Nice. That's the way to do it. So, yeah, you get it. I'm very much a uh, lone wand, not lone wanderer, because, you know, people wanted to come hang out more than welcome. More often than not, they didn't have any interest. No, uh, you're a rambling man. You, you, have a, you have a mission. You're a man with a mission. Anybody would know that. <laughs> uh, any major dude will tell you. Here's a here's a news clipping about a major dude. He was a I, this isn't specifically about him, but he was a, is a member of this group, and um, this might be a nice segue into the next clip that I got. Um, this um, comes from a, I'm not sure what year, but it's it's a crisis in the Gulf. So this is Gulf War. Headline, special forces, quote, quiet professionals. A good job means nobody knows about it. In eastern Saudi Arabia, forget the Hollywood hype of Rambo-style muscle men whipping entire armies single-handedly. The U.S. special forces taking part in Operation Desert Shield are a lot more low-profile. If we do our jobs right, nobody knows about it. If you're not successful, that's when you get the publicity, said Colonel Jesse Johnson, commander of the U.S. Special Operations in Saudi Arabia. In Johnson's view, the most damaging thing done to the image of special operations was the Rambo movies. We're not snake eaters. We're not spies. We're quiet professionals, he said. The special forces consisted uh, consists of the Army Green Berets, Navy SEALs, and underwater demolition teams, parachutists, and Ara- uh, Arabic speakers. But their jobs in Sa- uh, Saudi Arabia are hardly glamorous. Desert survival and navigation, practicing close air support and uh, fire control with Saudis and other Arab forces, questioning uh, Kuwaiti refugees. Then there is surveillance. There's a lot of watching and, li- and listening, Johnson said. You can never get too much intelligence. In military jargon, special forces are known as spooks for their shadowy, clandestine ways. That makes Johnson the chief spook. I don't like the word he said. He also has. He also doesn't like to say how many men he has, what their units are, or what they do. That's the special forces way. Uh, yep. I just, man, like... It kind of blew my mind. Like I, I I've always known how um, I, I have, I always had kind of an idea of um, what Patrick O'Kelly, he was a member. He, he showed up on our show. I want to say episode 24, but like I saw this and it really clicked in my head. Like Patrick's fucking serious, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't wait to fucking get him back on the show. If he would come, um, just because he's is said it right there, gathering intelligence. And if you go and like look at the way he is sort of handling social media and the news, like our fucking reenacting group, he was getting messages from what he described as fucking FBI stooges. Uh, but it's literally this like rambling dude is like, yeah, fucking America. We got to get our freedoms back. There's no way we're going to get that. But with guns and fucking taking over and that's a horrible paraphrase, but essentially they're trying, to, they're trying to bait him. Yeah. What trying to say. He's like, yeah, yeah, well, we got fucking muskets, so not much we can do about it. <laughs> In your reenactment group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you guys uh, do you guys really fire muskets? Do you guys like do, go to the range and shoot muskets? Um, not well. I'm I'm sure uh, there's some folks that do. I. It's not a common thing though. Well, every year there would be a competition held. Uh, it was kind of like a memorial shoot for a member that had passed away uh, well before we had joined. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's a kind of um, uh, it's quasi tactical musket competition. And they change up the rules every year. So it's yeah. not always just stand here and point at that target and shoot. Hope you that, hit it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, forget it. Forget I mentioned it. Uh, hey, that, it's yeah. fun. It's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, <laughs> especially like if you get wet ass powder and you sit there and, and you pull your trigger and the fucking the hammer comes down, strikes a flint, right? But the chunks of black powder are so big. I mean, we're talking like the size of uh, like bigger than fucking shotgun uh, pellets, right? And that thing will just sit there and cook in the pan. And you're like one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice slow burn for your bullet. <laughs> it's like, uh. Well, that sounds like fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. That sounds like way more fun. My reenactment sh- shit, guns hadn't been invented yet. We, we still had to use bows and arrows. Hey, I, you know, I've, I've actually, I think I've shot more bows than, um, I've actually shot... Yeah, bows are bows a lot easier to shoot than guns. Than handguns. I've never shot a handgun before. Oh, handguns are the best. Yeah. And bolt actions. I like bolt actions. I've like never fired actions. anything really gnarly, though. Never done, like, a, an assault rifle or a, anything like that. Well, literally, they're everywhere, so... <laughs> Not where I'm at, bro. Where <laughs> I live, it's like fucking Candyland. You're not allowed to have a gun around here. And if you do... You better be a fucking nothing. I could get a handgun. I could go get a handgun if I wanted. But what would I get? You know, I'd probably get like a nine millimeter or something. I'd probably get something like that. I would get a broom handled Mauser, I believe. <laughs> so you'd go for the classic look, you know, because that's what you'd go for. You're going for the, the reenactment. You know, you probably get a vintage one from the 50s or something. That's a, that's a beautiful gun. I know. I'm I'm a I'm a big old fucking uh vintage antique I shouldn't say vintage antique uh firearm nut. I love them. Yeah, of course, they're beautiful. But what I'm asking for isn't too far. I'm actually asking specifically for a 9mm Beretta, which is from the first Resident Evil. If oh, you've ever played that. Okay. That's the Jill Valentine special. That's the first gun she gets. Nice. Is, is oh right, cuz Chris gets the fucking knife, right? Yeah, and Chris gets the knife. Yeah. What yeah. <laughs> ass powder says Servo? Oh, hey, I know, right? It's lame. That's that's Japan for you. Uh, anyway, we're talking about German spooks, and you're talking about the spook in the right context. We're talking about military men and women who are trained to be extremely discreet, so discreet that you wouldn't even know they were there. And uh, there's a there's a special operations team that's very famous called SEAL Team Six, and there's a lot of individuals from that sort of thing that get they write books and they kind of are well known, and the rest of the military establishment makes fun of them. They're the joke because they're doing the exact opposite of what the whole mission statement is of special operations. Right. Which is you if 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 you're in the news, if you're writing books, if people know that you did what you did. You didn't do your fucking job, and you suck at your job. The only way that you're actually good at your job 
is if nobody fucking knew you were there. And the more you can do that, the better you are at your job. It's kind of kind of like being a stagehand. It's like being a stagehand. It's it's being part of it is being a team player, and part of it is being just genuinely uh, competent. Competence is something that is very rare. <laughs> it will get you far. It will get you far. If you are a competent person, you will find something to do. Somebody will find a use for you. But uh, in the military, if you in the military, it's so hard to be in the military nowadays. You, first of all, you can't smoke weed, which is a big deal because mm. you know how many people smoke weed now. To not smoke weed is is a very personal choice. You have to not smoke weed for a reason. It's like not smoking cigarettes. I don't smoke or whatever. You know, you choose not to. But then you have to be of physical capacity, which is tough because everybody's on their computers all day long. And then you have to, uh, you know, have a good record. And you have to have certain, uh, you know, you can't have a bunch of congenital defects. It's, it's really kind of tough to be that caliber just to even qualify to be in a special operations unit. And then to actually do it. To actually go through the regiment and then spend years and years in the military with the explicit intention of becoming the special operations officer. And then, you know, that's just, it's it, to me it amazes me that we have as many people as we do. And I guess there are a lot of people out there, there's a culture that, that supports this sort of thing. But you really got, that's got to be what you want to do if you want to do that. It's like being a professional athlete or being a professional, uh, uh, professional uh, you know, dancer. <laughs> Another way to put it. Do, Extremely uh, difficult to make it. Do you follow Tim Kennedy? Uh, uh, Tim Kennedy? God. Why, uh, Tim Kennedy? Yeah, he's uh, Special Forces MMA. Um, he doesn't have like a show specifically or anything. I, I, I found him on Joe Rogan before he went over to Spotify. So might be a little stranger to find it now. But um, just a super intelligent dude. And like uh, he really kind of put a the whole perspective on it, that it's, um, you know, in a lot of ways, it, it's really like stabilizing the, the people that are actually out there living and working w- with the people on the ground that are fighting for the country. I don't know. Was, it's, this, it's, was he on uh, Rogan? Did you already say he was in Rogan? Yeah. Yeah. You said he was in Rogan. He's a special ops guy. And he was talking about the, the shortage in the military. Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah. Of recruitment. Yeah. Yeah. A good but, episode. That well, was a good episode. It's really good because he was a genuine military guy. Or he's, he, he was more genuine than a lot of other spooky people that go on Joe Rogan's show. See, and that's the thing that's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> he gets a lot of spooky people that go on his show, man. Like uh, I, I can think of like 10 people, not, not their names, but I can think of them faces, and I can go find yeah. them. And I can tell you, like, these people that absolutely were stooges or were just completely bone-zoned to just follow the follow the script, you know? Yeah. And this guy is not that. He's, he's, he's the man. Well, I uh, like we were talking about earlier, the episode that we had Patrick on, it's uh, Don't Fuck With History. I want to say it's like 24. Um, he goes into a couple of stories about the time that he served in the military, some really... Uh, fascinating stuff. I think the only way that I'm ever going to be able to hold myself accountable is maybe doing like a quick report every week on how much I've read into his book. <laughs> maybe mm. add a little bit of accountability or something. So you can be like, what happened next? And 
Accountability. Yeah, right. Uh, but I want to wrap up Sick this fuck. little this little section here. Um, of course, you want to you want to know what uh, what the news media has to say about our special forces now, right? Oh, oh, no. Yeah, play it. Now I want to turn to our week long series, American Extremism and a new NBC News exclusive. Secret Facebook groups trumpeting far-right ideologies and conspiracy theories now spreading, not just among your average Joe, spreading among some of the military's most elite units. And it is raising serious alarm bells about radicalization. I want to go right to Carol Lee, who has been looking into this. Carol, this is disturbing. What in the world's going on? Yeah, Steph, look, special forces are among the most revered members of the US military. But I'd look at hundreds of posts in secret Facebook groups for these special forces. We found a different side to these elite warriors, things like misinformation saying that the 2020 election was stolen, racist comments, particularly directed at Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin for his efforts to try to root out extremism in the military and stuff, even QAnon conspiracy theories support for that. I spoke with Jack Murphy, who's a former Army Ranger and Green Beret, who's been sounding the alarm about these issues. Take a listen to what he had to say. I think it is dangerous. I think it becomes a question of dual loyalties. You know, if we look in regards to the QAnon conspiracy, if you really believe that our government consists of a cabal of pedophiles that are, you know, trying to deconstruct democracy, then it becomes a question of who are you loyal to? What are you fighting for? Or what are you fighting against? Now, Steph, I also spoke with Gary Reed, who's director for intelligence at the Defense Department. And he said that he found what we discovered very disturbing. That is something that is not within the guidelines of conduct with, for the Defense Department. And he said that, that it was, quote, flatly unacceptable. Now, it's worth noting that this is a small fraction of special forces. This is not everyone in the special forces community, but as Secretary Austin has said, even a small number of extremist behavior or views within the military can be quite dangerous. And these are our best trained members in the military, our most lethally trained. These are on the front lines of defense for for overseas, for, for Americans. And so they're very specially trained. And that is what, in part, raises so much concern that this particular segment among the military would be susceptible to these kinds of extremist sorts of views. As for what the Pentagon is doing about it, they've been trying to root out extremism. The secretary announced some new measures last week where they would screen recruits better and also staff try to educate veterans on how these extremist groups might try to target them. I want to be a globalist. Some crazy yeah. shit, man. The, the the easiest trick is to just lump them all into this this caricature. There are some people who do think this extreme version, you know, of the elite. They're all just a bunch of fucking weirdos. Bunch of hood wearing, owl worshipping, child molesting elite douchebags. To which I have to say, they are hood wearing, owl worshipping douchebags. <laughs> who have the option, if they so desire, to do whatever they want. And what they have chosen to do is fuck with us. <laughs> yeah. And it wouldn't matter. Nobody would give a shit about them, about their lives. I wouldn't give a shit about them being rich or controlling anything if they didn't fucking go out of their way. Go out of their way. Make it a game to ruin all of our standard of living 
in order to placate their own thing, whatever the fuck is going on. We don't know what quite it is, but the QAnon thing is a joke. And I know that there are a bunch of dumbasses who go and shout a bunch of dumb shit with signs. There are stupid people that don't get the nuance of the situation that do understand that there are weirdos and they just don't have a way of expressing it because there's no great way of expressing it. There's no way of rationally, civilly bringing this up in any conversation because it is ludicrous. It is ludicrous. And the only reason why people don't believe it is because it's ludicrous. It's true, but it's ludicrous. There are a lot of things like that. The pyramids are like that. The pyramids shouldn't exist, but they do. They're ludicrous, but they're real. You know, Some things in life are just fucking true. As much as you, as you wish they weren't. <laughs> and like... It's just, it's it's crazy that they kind of talk about it in the open. It's kind of part of it, you know? Well, speaking yeah. on fucking throwing, throwing it in your face and fucking with you, I just dropped a photo or an article to a, or a, excuse me, a link to an article uh, about our uh, forgotten um, media darling, Ghislaine Maxwell. She's uh, pictured with a black eye and first photo from prison. Well, well, well. She's a, she's a rock star now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Comes after three judge panel previously rejected several bail requests by Maxwell's lawyer lawyers who argued that she was being deprived of sleep while incarcerated due to wellness checks. Uh, <laughs> they sent in the photo to support fresh complaints about the treatment behind bars. I think that's a bone that they're throwing all of us. They, they're treating her like shit in prison and they, they like to drop stories, you know. She gets denied bail. She gets denied transfer all the time. You know, on the on all the Epstein circuits, that's what they talk about. It's just how, how terribly she's being treated. And uh, it's cool and all, but she's not the only one, you know. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's such a big and it's also such a small uh, operation, you know. Uh, let's see. I'm seeing if there's anything else that I pulled. Um, hmm. Did uh what all what all do you got? Do you want to step in? What you, you bring anything cool? I I uh, geez I uh, I haven't really done. I've been running around doing stuff with my band and That's so much I, cooler. <laughs> I, should, I, I just I haven't really been on the computer very much. But today I played this game. I guess that I thought was great. I'm not gonna advertise what it is because we don't advertise shit on this stream. It's a fucking value for value stream. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a cold read uh, via. Send IRC. me a cold read. <laughs> send me a cold read, and in the in the meantime, while while we send that, I'm just gonna say, I conquered all of Ireland today uh, in my game, and I was. Very oh, happy give it to me. Thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> I should name my next uh, queen Carolyn. It was a queen, by the way, who took over Ireland, the the who unified Ireland. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, oh my God! This this is a quite a okay. So I've got the cold read, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by the way, uh, just a quick <laughs> station ID. We are behind the schemes. We are in the green room right now on No Agenda Universe, uh, 612-263-7999. You can call and scream into our scream line. And uh, we would love it. If you screamed into our scream line, we would, we would actually be, uh, I think the kids say, giddy. Yes. Giddy. Yes, and I'm not going to try and pressure, peer pressure, none of that bullshit. We're not pressuring people here. We no. pressure here. No, I would never want to do that. But we don't have any screen mails yet for tonight. 
Oh my God. Her charm has worked, has worn off. We're not wanted anymore. No one. No more screams. Well, it was bound to happen. You know, people have to rest their vocal cords. That we got some really good ones last time. We did. We did. And I can't wait for the next little uh, baby supercut. Yeah. Well, you never know. There's plenty of uh, reasons to scream out there. Oh, so. I just saw carb lanes pop into the chats. Oh my God. Dropping a little smiley face. See Blaine's. Stupid! You're so stupid! Didn't mean to hit that one, but... (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Totally meant it. Oh, man, you know what we gotta get is we gotta get the UHF quote from the the Weird Al movie, UHF. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, When the the guys hop out of the janitor's closet and they go, Supplies! (laughs) 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 Woohoo, Carblains! I can dig that. I can dig that. Uh, They came all over the place. Surprise, motherfucker. Um, (laughs) Let's, uh, Let's hit this cold read. Okay, yeah, so we've got a cold read here, okay? And it says, uh, here's the headline. Sex geckos. Sex geckos circle the earth in out-of-control Russian satellite. Next time you look up at the sky and spot a passing satellite, consider this. It might just be an out-of-control Russian spacecraft loaded with sexually active geckos. Maybe. Naturally. The lusty lizards are among the 22 experiments, including fruit flies and mushrooms, sent into space aboard the Photon M4 satellite on July 18. On Thursday, Russia's mission control said the craft will not respond to its commands, so it's lost control of the satellite. That means the geckos and everything could be doomed. It could be doomed. Welcome to your doom. Oh! Rise from your grave. Rise from your grave. Lordy. <laughs> the equipment, which is working in automatic mode and in particular experiment, the geckos are working according to the program, said Oleg Voloshin, a spokesman. Oh, I should do this in a Russian accent then, huh? Uh, the Russian Institute. He doesn't speak again. That was it. The equipment, which is working in automatic mode. Holy shit. And in shit. particular, the experiment with the geckos is working according to the program, said Oleg Voloshin, a spokesman. For the guys in Russia, scientists have been able to watch videos of geckos doing it, lizard style, in space, according to Al Jazeera, my favorite, Al Jazeera. However, they're hoping to recover all the creatures alive at the end of the 60-day experiment to gather more data. Would you like to finish it off? I gotta fight it again. (laughs) Would you like me to, or would you like you to? Oh, it's over here. You got it. Go for it. As I load it, I don't know why I closed the motherfucker. Uh, If mission control can't restore communications, the geckos will run out of food. Then the satellite will come crashing to Earth a few months later, according to Ars Technica. It wouldn't be the first critter catastrophe for the Russian space program. Last year, the Bion-M satellite loaded with gerbils, mice, and fish crashed shortly after launch, killing most of the creatures aboard, the Moscow Times reports. Well, in their in their fucking, you know, just to give them credit, that's what they're for. It's better to do them than than people. There's Might a, as well send the fish up there. I actually there's a down at the bottom. They have a clip 
from the what was it? it was the gerbils the mice and the fish crash um they were able to capture the the sounds that the gerbils made on their uh their last couple of seconds on earth and i'd like to play that for a oh, second thank you. i'm on fire nice for science <laughs> they should play that at the top of fucking mount everest in the Times square <laughs> I gotta find a good science. I got the shunned non-believer. I need to find a good science ISO. Oh, I know the perfect one. She blinded me with science. I tried to find an ISO, like just the isolated vocals of it. But it may be Well, it would be better to probably just have somebody say it. Oh, cold acid. He's already he's already got that work going for hog story. Oh, is what do you mean? Cold acid is is giving them <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you. Just don't listen. spoil shit for me. There's so many great things going on. Don't don't ruin anything for me. The mushrooms are horny, cheesy dip. They are horny. Ars Technica. That's my that's the worst brand of microphone. Sorry. You please. Let's continue. see. We did the uh did the Nazi she uh, me did the science. Maxwell Jizz Stain Max. Oh God! That, oh, excuse hey, me. Hey, okay. So, how about we'll we'll hit one more little topic here and then do an intermission. Sounds like a plan, man. Uh, choose your own adventure: video games or sperm. Uh, I mean, Okay, let's see. Let's see what the chat room wants. What does the green room want? Do they want sperm or do they want vidya? I kind of sperm's gross. Sperm. Like, Sir Spencer comes in streaking. Yeah, but we. I don't. Oh. <laughs> no Sir Spencer's a fucking gross guy, though. I don't want to. This is a gross. This is gross. Sperm. Okay, do sperm. We got two sperms. Here we go. Miami is investigating the possible effects of the COVID vaccine now on male fertility. We recently reported that lead researcher Dr. Ranjith Ramasamy found the virus was present in the testicles for up to six months after somebody was infected, but that led his team to question the impact on sperm and reproduction. Well, they're now looking at the impact of the vaccine as well. We're evaluating the sperm parameters, the sperm quality, to see what it is before the vaccine and after the vaccine. <laughs> From this is a fine specimen. Wait, wait, could you play it from the start again, please, for me? Thank you. Miami is now investigating the possible effects of the COVID vaccine now on male fertility. We recently reported that lead researcher Dr. Ranjith Ramasamy found the virus was present in the testicles for up to six months after somebody was infected, but that <laughs> led him seem to question the impact on sperm and reproduction. Well, they're now looking at the impact of the vaccine as well. We're evaluating the sperm parameters the sperm quality sperm to see what it is before the vaccine and after the vaccine. From the biology of the COVID-19 vaccine, we strongly believe that it shouldn't affect male fertility. But unlike most other FDA authorizations, this vaccine has never been tested for male fertility. And so therefore we want to do the study to make sure that we reassure the men who are trying to have kids in the future to assure them that it's safe to go ahead and get the vaccine. 
That's important to know. Dr. Ramasamy says study participants must have a fertility evaluation before Already. they get the vaccine to protect fertility. Hey. He said some men may even want to consider freezing their sperm just in case before they get vaccinated. <laughs> and That's another cold study shit. is underway to gain a better understanding of why some people wake up with high blood pressure in the morning, a time when it should actually be at its lowest level. The initial focus will be on dosage. Should I send that one in? Is it worth it? Freeze your balls in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I love freezer balls in the morning. Nothing quite gets me up. Men Just, who have trouble with fertility need to consider freezing their balls. If they don't freeze their balls in the morning, then they will die. I have freezer good. balls in a you Pfizer world. Balls, frozen balls. <laughs> My future's solved. <laughs> God damn. That's you can store them there, store them anywhere. Frozen balls. They're balls. <laughs> they got it all. <laughs> genetic. Let's go genetics. Let's go. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, it's so hard. It's so hard to to make these vaccine songs, you know, that's why these guys get paid the big bucks. They get Spend paid money massive. on the cum. That's yeah. exactly what they fucking do, Joe. Yeah. You fucking old, you old brain dead. <laughs> fuck it. you. I love you. Yeah, I love you. America's president. <laughs> A president for all of us. Finally. <sighs> what do we got? Oh, that was it. Um, anyway. Yeah. This is, yeah, the dusty, the, the what was it? The, the dusty old shadow of a cardboard cutout man. That's what I started calling him. That's a fucking... Brutal. <laughs> that's fucking harsh. I love it. I love it. It's not often that I get taken aback by an insult, and I'm so happy that you did that just now. Slash that's, me clutches pearls. <laughs> gosh. It's like a writing exercise. You could turn that in and get an A in English class. You know what I mean? Uh, Malachi actually took the the little poem that went with that. I think he's going to turn it into some music. So we, we might oh. hear that in song version in the future. You never well, know. All power to it. Yeah. Um, what do we have here? We got some fun stuff. I think this one was about 10 minutes long as far as intermissions are concerned. Um. Yes, quick intermission. Uh, make sure to get up, stretch, take a walk, be healthy, get a beer, smoke stuff. But we'll be right back, though. We got more show for you. Yeah, let's get this taper rolling. 612 263 7999. Leave us a screen mail. This Jeez. is. Uh, oh, you do it. No, you. This is Argument Clinic Blood, Devastation, Death, War, and Horror.
To begin with, this new pest killer is a DDT preparation. We realize what that means. Once a bug comes in contact with DDT, he's lost. All he has to do is just walk on any pestroid-treated surface. DDT is absorbed through the feet and spreads throughout the insect's entire nervous system. The effect is disastrous. DDT seems to literally drive bugs crazy. But not for long. DDT next paralyzes. Then kills. Both its forms, powder and liquid, Pestroy means doomsday to us insects. For this new insect destroyer contains a lot of DDT, not just a little. Its DDT content is even higher than government specifications. But the really sure kill feature of this insect killer isn't simply that it contains DDT, it's the way that it makes sure that bugs get the DDT that's in it. Um, a gentleman by the name of Robin Williams. Robin, please. Thank you. Uh -oh. Say what it was. Thank you. Get down, funky. Okay, get back up. Lolene, look at me. I'm on national TV. I'm so happy to be here. I could drop a log. Here we go. Okay. Well, uh, boop. They bleeped that one. Here we go. I just want to say, um, Richard's come a long way in 18 years. Uh, not funny, but true. <laughs> now, 18 years ago, they'd greet him in small time, town to... Mm. <laughs> Let me take that back. Okay. <laughs> 18 years ago, they'd greet him in small towns by tying a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. <laughs> then they'd try and hang him with it. <laughs> All I can say, though, is... This man's a genius. Now, who else can take all the forms of comedy, slapstick, satire, mime, and stand-up, and turn it into something that'll offend everyone? <laughs> no. But this man doesn't want any frills on his show. All he wants is a loose director, a tight script, and a warm place to rehearse. The world of medicine has seen its share of miracle cures, from the polio vaccine to heart transplants, but all past achievements may pale in comparison to the work of Dr. Alice Crippen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. What's the So, Dr. Crippen, give it to me in a nutshell. Well, the premise is quite simple. Um, take something designed by nature and reprogram it to make it work for the Give body it to me in a nutshell. It. You're talking about a virus. Indeed, yes, in this case, the measles um, virus, which has been engineered at a genetic level to be helpful rather than harmful. Um, and I, I find the best way to describe it is if you, can, if you can imagine your body as a highway and you picture the virus as a very fast car um, being driven by a very bad man, imagine the damage that that car could cause. Mm. But then if you replace that man with a cop, the picture changes, and that's essentially what we've done. Now, how many people have you treated so far? Well, we've had 10,009 um, clinical trials in humans so far. 
And how many are cancer-free? 10,009. So you have actually cured cancer? Yes, yes. Yes, we have. In the future, entertainment will be randomly generated. Randomly generated? Randomly generated. What better way to achieve the unexpected? I've seen the future, Bob, and the future is autotainment. Hi, Rusty. Hi, Ventrilomatic. Hi, Larry. Hi, Bob. Greetings. Hey, those are robots. Affirmative. Not only that, but these guys represent the hosts of the future. Unlike us, their humor can be truly randomly generated. Right, guys? Why did the chicken cross the road? I don't know. Why did the chicken cross the road? Weed eater. Now that's funny. That doesn't make any sense. It's funny because it's unexpected. Well, whatever happened to it's funny because it's true? Two plus two equals four is true, but not funny. Guys? What is the solution to the equation two plus two? I don't know. What does two plus two equal? Weed eater. That's a good one. Just one little item before we begin. This is the only time I'm ever going to say this, so you better listen closely. When I die, I am going to do what Houdini did not do. I am going to come back and supply you with proof of the afterlife. Now, uh, the only question I have in my mind is what would be the most appropriate way to do this? That's right. That's what you heard what I said. When I die, I'm coming back in some form, in some way, to supply you all with proof of the afterlife. And or my absence, of course, I guess, suppose the, uh, the opposite. But that's what I'm going to do. I'm coming back. I, I, all I need is a few suggestions about where I should show my ghostly face to attempt to prove all this to you. Well, you know, I said I wasn't going to say this more than once, but I really can't resist because I'm considering it, and I will consider all ideas, but I think I've got the answer. I said I'm coming back. When I die, I've decided I'm coming back. I'm going to do what Houdini has not yet done. Though time may not be a factor over there, and Houdini may yet get through, but I'm going to come back. I'm going to do it. I've decided. If it's possible, I'm going to do it. The only question was, how do I do it? Do I come back and confront the President of the United States? No. Nobody believed me. His wife? No. She's already talking to Eleanor Roosevelt. So who do I... Who? Who? What sort of unimpeachable source could report to you that I've returned? Hmm. Doesn't seem like there is one. So my idea is to return to the airwaves. They're the one place you're used to hearing me anyway. So if you hear that I have expired... Then you listen carefully. Search between the stations. Listen very carefully in the ether. Listen for a voice that you'd heard before, one that sounds like mine. <laughs> what would you say if I were to tell you that it was possible for a man to turn into a werewolf? I'd say I was little red riding order. <laughs>
What's up, nerds? Welcome back. Second half of show for Behind the Schemes. That was the Viva Sectors. Yeah, it looks right. Blood on the pavement. Cool little groovy <clears throat> horror surf punk song. Um, Funky stuff. Yeah. Love a good surf jam, always. Yeah. Oh, well, it's good. I kind of poked through the whole album with some really good stuff. Um, it's kind of show related. Uh, but it sounds like um, my dad would be willing to help me get this, the the radio stream set up as far as like throwing content on. So I think between the radio stream as yeah. far as content. Yeah, like the Scaly Show. Throw in other podcasts on there. Um, you know, uh, oh. some, some like pull music that we that we play on the show. And beef up the stream a little bit. I see what you're saying. Yep, yep. Um, got you. I'm following what you, I'm picking up what you're putting down. <coughs> uh, there's a couple of things that we got to circle back on here. Uh, Servo hanging out in the green room, IRC chat, zero node. Servo. Uh, let's see what this first thing that he dropped was. She blinded me with science. She That's blinded it. me with science. All right. Blinded me with science. She blinded me with science. And then we got this one. Oh, cool. Bookmarked. Acapella extractor. Oh, interesting. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> fuck. You're going to make me fucking sphinx. There's oh. many people coming. <laughs> I'm coming. Mom, I'm coming. Jesus Christ, hold your horses. I'm if coming. you take a look at the number of people who are coming. See what was? Is this? She a, blinded me with science. Okay, it's the same one. Hell she yeah, got that saved too. Thank you. It's a cool little, uh, cool little website. You can check out all that and more. Like I said, hashtag Green Room. There's donuts. That's right. We've got donuts and small plates. If you're into if you're into plates, the Green Room is good for you. Yep, they're really flat bowls. Very flat bowls. <laughs> uh, not small ones either, actually. I call them small, but they're not that small. They're medium-sized. Huge tracks of flat bowls, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we have bowls after bowls. And uh, that's a, that's a shout-out to good old Sir Spencer and DeLorean, of course. Frosty Bowls. Frosty course, Bowls. Tuesdays. That's, uh, can, what is that, nine? Yeah, nine, nine central. Tuesdays at uh, 9 central for bowl after bowl, 7 specific time. Yeah, 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 yeah. But keep your frosty balls and your frosty bowls separate. You don't want those touching. Oh, you know what? Okay, so how about instead of uh, stay safe, you could do stay frosty. Oh, stay frosty is a classic. Yeah. That one's, that's an OG Let's bring it back. Let's bring that stay one Stay frosty? Yeah. It never went away. You stay frosty any day of the week, baby. Oh, give oh, it yeah. to me. Carblains. Uh, Sorry in the chat. Shout out to Carblains. Oh, there was one other little bit of uh, housekeeping I wanted to do. If uh, I don't know if you wanted to announce uh, what we were looking at in the next couple of weeks or not. Let's do it. Uh, let's housekeep. Let's announce. Uh, so... Uh, the last thing I had asked is if we could pencil it in. So we got to confirm it. Um, but we're hoping to have Nick the rat on next Monday. Um, mm -hmm. and then after that, uh, Billy bones is going to join us on the 17th. 
Oh, that sucks. I'm going to miss him then. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Let me confirm then. Because I thought we had done the 24th. I'm sorry. Billy Bones is on the 24th. Oh, okay. Great. Awesome. Is anyone on the 17th? Do you have a guest on the 17th nope. confirmed? Okay. So I'll uh, uh, I'll see if maybe Sir Sir Seat Sitter or uh, um, maybe Sir Spencer or we'll find somebody. Maybe, yeah, maybe bring yeah. back Malachi or Monty. Tell them, suck it up, buttercups. You're podcasting with me tonight. Hey, either way, just just the one night, and then I'm back. I'll be back twenty the twenty fourth. I guess we'll have Billy Bones, and then the thirty first. Uh, we have another potential. We'll see. I mean, we got to get them to uh, answer back, and you know, based off of Adam's uh, sort of anecdote on the last no agenda about asking people for, you know, to come on podcasts and everything. I'd, we're not going to come across as bitter, but if everybody in the green room wanted to hit him up and be like, hey, grumpy no, old Vince, no, 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 come no, on no. to behind the screens. Well, <laughs> don't worry about it. We don't, we don't have to, they, I'll they'll do, do it. what they do. They'll do what they do. You know, I they, was thinking if either one of them does hear this, I thought maybe we could do a pretty sick back to back with them if they'd be interested. And, uh, I'm, this is, this is a legit. double header. Yeah. You're talking about uh, the the DB combo. Well, I'm thinking, what if uh, Bemrose we hit a little Kaczynski and Darren O we do a little Weather Underground, or we could flip flop it because, like, I, I know those are both sort of like pertinent topics to them mm. or themes, you know. But you want to do you want to do them independently though? You want to? I'm thinking so, just because there's a lot uh, that we could cover with. Uh, I was just thinking. I don't know if I've ever heard them both on a show together somewhere else the only I've, one that i'm aware of uh is the grimerica one but that was more of a swap cast so it's like <laughs> who showed up on what show you know yeah and they kind of know those guys so they're, they're all cool those guys those guys have been around for a long that was time. a great episode that that one that one really helped me fucking get my head in the game for this yeah they're great I, their show today was fantastic grumpy old ben's today was uh you know i i'm not able to listen very often Monday and Friday morning. It's just not when I'm available. But today I was able to tune in, and it was it was a solid show. You know, they talked about some really good stuff. So, and I'm not saying that to fucking try and get them on our show. I couldn't care less, honestly. It, you know, they'll they'll do what they do, and I don't care. If you want to come on the show, then please come on the show. I'm not. I don't want to fucking sell anyone on it. Yeah. You know. But I I, but, uh, I will sell them with. <laughs> <laughs> Boobs will try. Uh, I'll kind of hang back and see what happens. <laughs> Hell yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, regardless, and then uh, I, I was talking to a. He was a guest. Uh, maybe episode twenty one. It was the ten minus two equals twenty. Um, friend of mine, uh, state chan type. Um, so we'll see what we can make happen in June for that, and I think that catches us up for everything. Surely. And then uh, for one of the shows where we don't have a guest, we'll we'll pick up a topic like we did uh, last show and probably roll with it and get some clips and stuff. We got a lot of topics that we want to cover. Just want to have the the ability to cover them, you know, and get them get them uh, honed in the way we want, you know. Yes. Um, Not that boobs is a problem with that because boobs is a fucking machine. He'll just like just, just he'll figure it out, you know. Just keep going. Just you just can't stop. Just never, don't stop. And once you get, once you stop, that's the problem. So don't do that. It was something I was talking to my dad about today. I was like, if you had told me last time this year that I was going to be looking at fucking self-hosted fucking video streaming 
platforms, I would have said, what? <laughs> but here we it's are. A, hey, if you told me that I'd be a podcaster a year ago, I'd be like, nah. It's a, it's a weird thing. Things escalate around here. I think it's kind of a running joke. Everybody around here starts doing stuff. Or some, you know, I don't know. This place is a strange place. It's full of very competent people. Like we talked about earlier, competence is very cool. And a lot of people around here are very good at doing things. And not only are they good at doing things, but they do them. And they do them so very well. So that's why we fucking hang out here. Oh, you know what? Stuff. I need to uh, broach this to you real quick. Um, misinformed Nation. Um, right now, we do every other week, right? We, uh, we were talking, and I think it would be cool to try and fill out the alternate week with a different team of podcasters. And then it can be this sort of like rotational, you know, if someone's available for like these three weeks in a row, they You're not talking about this podcast. You're talking about your other podcast. Correct. Sir Spencer and with Sir Sir Seat Sitter. And Gwiff. Gwiff showed up on the last one. And Gwiff. Nice. Um, And the reason this kind of came up is Gwiff was interested in making this a, a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would be down to try it. I don't know if it's something I could commit to every week. Um, but the, like once every other week works kind of great, you know? So if you're down but for you it, wanna, you want an alternative team though. You want two teams alter- alternating between the weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. And like, um, huh? you know, I, I think at any point you could get, if, if the people were interested, you could get any like sick combination of people that wanted to participate if you like podcasts and you listen to a bunch of different ones all the time, it's perfect for you. And you can talk about all the podcasts that are going on. Yep. Um, the only thing that we kind of, it's not even like we strive for it. It's just the idea is to bring one show from the no agenda stream and one show that's off of the no agenda stream mm-hmm. and uh, bring a couple clips. Um, and in the house, I would say in the no agenda universe, there are like maybe like 30 30, maybe like 20 to 30 shows, I would say. Hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. On the, on the, on the bosom. You know what I mean? Oh, I would love to get, uh, get up with Fletcher to see if we can get that, um, that promo reel for all the shows. I love that shit. Oh yeah. There's a lot of them now. I got a list actually. Uh, I can find the list right now. Um, yeah, we, sh- yeah. Cause you're, you're doing the schedule stuff still. Um, this is, there's so many like little fucking moving pieces yeah. and I just, at, at well, some point I know that like everything's just going to fucking like, like a cog going into another cog is just going to go kunk and just start to turn. They're and, slowly grinding along. It's day by day type of thing. Yeah. Oh, Hey, and, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying I, I started this little schedule thing and then, and then Bemrose uh, contacted me and gave me, the link to the actual like the the list oh, like the algo determined list of uh, shows that come into rotation, so I can check it and then see just like all of the shows that are in the actual no agenda stream that are being shuffled throughout the week. Um, so I took all of those and I put those on my schedule, and then I have a very rough live schedule that that works for a lot of shows, but it's not perfect. And I think that what meet us and what you and you know what you guys are talking about is much better, which would be a publicly sourced schedule that anybody could go on and like put you know whatever, and and everybody could keep track of their own show. And if they wanted to, 
be part of the calendar, they could go on there and they could they could put it up. And if they've got a guest, you know, you just throw it up there and it yep. becomes a thing that everybody participates in. It's not something that one person can do because the the schedule changes too much. And Bemrose has it that way. I mean, he changes it like twice a week. Twice a week he shuffles the all the shows around. But anyway, if you go to my No Agenda social, you'll find it. It's my top pinned thing, the No Agenda Agenda. And I'm looking at it. It's 1, 2, 12, 24, 30, 30 something shows that are on this thing alone. Uh, all your favorites. Yeah, we should, uh, we should actually start linking that photo if you're down for it in the show notes. Just make it kind of like the tarot card thing. I'd be down for that if you want. If you want to do, it do like what that. for the do what for the tarot thing? Sorry, the take the photo of the uh, schedule that you made and add uh-huh. it to the show notes. Oh, sure, we can do that if if people are able to zoom in on it and get a good view of it. Sure, yeah, hell yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I also like this idea Sir Spencer just brought. Uh, <laughs> So all the participants would bring on-stream clips, but there would be some sort of randomized draw where the one guy or gal who draws a short straw has to bring the off-stream show. <laughs> oh, geez. That's, that's interesting. So, you, yeah, you punish them with having to go outside the comfort zone. And, and then for anyone, they could just review any, any show. They could pick, like, two shows in the No Agenda universe. Listen to him recently and go, this is what happened this week on those shows. And here's another thing, like, there's no telling, like, what happens when you get what group of people together and they can sort of devise this sort of, uh, like, the category for the week, like Sir Spencer did, you know. So so now it's, uh, now it's this thing that we're going to try, and then next week it's all um, the best that you can find on Antarctica podcast mm-hmm. or something to that effect. <laughs> exactly well if anyone's out there and anyone wants to do that you know who to contact yep email me boo.barrymothman at protonmail.com hit me up let's go let's do this <sighs> speaking on tearing up some ass and 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 getting the work done um, <laughs> I found a video game I might start playing here pretty soon. <laughs> and what would that be? Papers, please. <laughs> oh, have you not played it before? I have not. <laughs> oh my God. What a great game. What it, a great game. It requires you to play the role of an immigration inspector. Your role is to ensure everyone passing through the country's border has clean and proper papers. Moreover, you need to follow an involving set of immigration laws, making tough choices to let people through the border. Uh, In the game, you play a citizen of a Soviet-style country. Trust the plan, bruh. Yeah, it's it's awesome. You're this little, like, you work at this gate, you know, at the border of this really poor... Eastern European company, uh, company, country somewhere. And the guy comes up and gives you the gal and they give you their, their papers. And you, and you, it's your job to like, look at all the paper and make sure that everything is in order. And if anything's out of order, then you have to like call them in and they get black bagged and taken to jail or whatever. And, uh, if you, you know, shit happens. and, And meanwhile, you've got your family at home that are starving so people are trying to bribe you, and if you just work honestly, you don't make enough to feed your family. So you, sometimes you take bribes in order to like get medicine for your kids, and oh, it's such a it's such a fun game. 
It's really hard. It's really, you're not going to win, especially not the first time or the fifth time or the 20th time. <laughs> you're going to fuck up and you're like, oh God. The only one that wins in communism is us. <laughs> you know, not even fucking Stalin won, man. That's how you know communism sucks. Not even, not even Stalin won. It's know? like Pokemon. That's going to be the statement of the night for me. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Stalin lost. Stalin, Stalin <laughs> lost. Stalin lost. Don't forget it. Uh, I'm thinking that could be a pretty fun stream game if uh, we get this thing figured out. Uh, it's very, I don't know, it feels very behind the scheme-ish. I agree. I agree. Sex geckos, all of it. It's all very schemish to me. Funny enough, I found this through Markiplier, uh, who's a YouTube streamer, and um, he went to Canada and had to do the whole fucking process, and it sounds fucking brutal at the moment. Yeah. Um, Canada's like, rough. It's just off the fucking rails. Um, Traveling is so hard right now. It's getting harder. Even though things are getting better on the surface, it's getting harder to travel. It's, yeah. it's not great. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, I'm just a quick example. I'm flying somewhere, and before I had to take a test before the flight, and then that's all I had to do. Now I have to take a test before and after the flight, which still isn't that bad, but it's worse. In fact, it's twice as worse. So, in fact, it's actually much worse because once you land, you have to wait in a fat line. Before I get on the flight, I can go and do this test at my leisure, and I, you know. It's, it's just me going to do this test wherever I have to go do it at the site. But once I land, I got to wait in a line full of people getting off a plane to take a test. And then I have to take a test once I get there. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. These motherfuckers are just making hand over fist fucking cash on these tests. I just, Dude. I got to believe it. When fuckery's afoot, there's nowhere the mold festers quicker than in the fucking air travel industry. My God. Anyway, please excuse me. I had to get that off my chest. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's that's partly the reason, or that's that's part of the shit that's shaped recent decisions. So I, I definitely feel that you know, as far as the travel is concerned. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, it's not really that related, but I, I didn't find the find the link. But I'd seen a little blurb that. And I very rarely open the the, the news alerts on my phone, uh, just because I know that they want me to open them. Um, it was a Time article about there was a there's a study that found that the lockdowns have harmed children's mental health. And, no, you don't uh, fucking say. Yeah, I just. Uh, you don't say. I mean, it's harmed everybody's health, but they're gonna focus on the child. Won't someone think of the children? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll pull it for for next week because I want to get into the numbers, but it's kind of like my throwing it out yeah. there. Yeah, you think that having a child sit on a fucking tablet or a computer its entire life, from conception all the way through early development, all the way through uh, adolescence into adulthood, it's not good. It's not good for people to do that. If you have if you have it in you a drive for you to reject that and to go out of your way to not do that, then strong on you. But that's the path of least resistance as of right now, and that's not good. We're we're raising a generation of very soft people. 
if that makes sense. Yep. Um, I'm not sure where I saw it. That's what I was kind of afraid of. We'll have it for next week because it had some kind of fucked up numbers and what they were asking the kids of what they were feeling at the time. Um, uh, I have a clip from another podcast if you want to hear it. Yeah, man. I'm all for it. Whatever you got. This is Our Big Dumb Mouth. And it's brought up the, on screen the, the article from uh, Glenn Dan or about Glenn Danzig from Revolver Magazine or Revolver Online. And uh, he just quickly said in reference to punk rock and resisting or going up against the machine, uh, quote, we're lucky it happened when it did because it'll never happen again, he continued. You won't have any of those kinds of bands ever again. Everyone's so uptight in PC. It's just like, okay, whatever. I agree. See, I disagree with that. You, you, you disagree? disagree? And I'll tell you why. Because the mechanism in which our bands break through are totally different now. Sure. If there was no internet, I would agree with him. But the fact that there is an internet and now we don't have suits deciding who gets on and who doesn't get on, who gets the stage, who doesn't get the stage, thus controlling the message. Now it's peer to peer, right? So now, I mean, in comedy, everyone's like, I, I always get asked, oh my God, dude. It's got to be so hard to be a comic right now. Yeah, there are crazy nights like last night where I had a, I was heckled by a Satanist. But for the most part, man, I think comedy's about to do the greatest comedy boom uh, since the, like, 80s, which was when Sam Kennison and just after Richard Pryor and Andrew Dice Clay and Eddie Murphy were just out there saying some really raw shit. We're going to see that again. Um, I just, I like that. I agree with that. Yeah, I I will say I've been off of the tinfoil hat train for a long while, but Sam, if you ever hear this, you won me over. I'm going to get back into the show, tinfoil hat. Um, it was mm. actually one of the shows I brought for the uh, Misinformed this previous Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a pretty interesting article. came from Revolver. Uh, it's in the show notes. Um, he was out promoting. He has a new horror Western film, Death Rider in the House of Vampires. It's pretty cool. Oh, that reminds me. I saw a movie called uh, Robo Vampire that you should probably check out. Okay. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> Thick. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking over the top. It's like set in samurai times and then they time travel to modern day and there's robots and vampires. It's fantastic. And the dubbing is absolutely terrible. But uh, you were talking about this music, this, this clip. Who was this guy that was talking about that? It's a midnight mic of our big dumb mouth, and uh, it is that's right. Sir, sir, seat sitters, number one favorite show. Nice, nice. Yeah, midnight yeah. mic. He's he's got a fucking tight show. It, it's it's quickly winning me over too. For sure, our big dumb mouth is a is definitely a staple on the stream. Uh, it's on the list. But he's right though. You know, music is going through a very interesting time. It's something I I'm basically familiar with, and it's. It's beautiful. It's beautiful to witness. There's for the last like five years, there's been an over an over modulation. Like basically since the end of the Kanye phase, there's been an over uh, production of music. And there's a lot of raw stuff. A lot of great bands that kind of get washed out because there's only really two ways that you that you make a record. You you can make one in a very small independent label, and it's very you know you're kind of in the hands of whoever runs that label and they're usually the producer they choose who the producers are 
or you're in a much uh, fancier sort of label, like, of course, you know, Capitol Records or Columbia or something. something Warner huge. Brothers, Geffen. Warner Brothers, something like that, you know, and, and where you're, if you're on Justin Timberlake's label, then you do what they tell you and they probably have you for a reason. You're trying to fit their, their thing that they're doing. Music is a lot like wrestling. If you ever look into wrestling, you know, the guys who run wrestling, the, the wrestlers, they, they, the way that the guys get really big, the way that you get these huge, you know, these Stone Cold Steve Austins and these Macho Mans is that they have a personality that fits into some sort of thing, some sort of storyline that is sellable and that mm. these guys come up with and they go and they look. It's a casting thing. Well, and, you want to talk uh, casting, like think that. fucking hair metal. Yeah. I mean, music, yeah. There's, music's always casting at, at a very high level. When you get something that's very special that comes out of the blue that blows people away, well, then that's great. But even then, they usually have to go through a major label, and uh, and the producer is a huge part of that. You know, I don't want to I don't want to get too derailed, but have you ever heard stories of uh, what uh, Janie Lane Janie What's his name? Jamie Lane from Warrant said he he, he the day that he knew that um, it was over for him. He walked because he used to come into the record studio or the the record office, and there'd be like fucking cardboard cutouts of various hair metal bands at the time, glam metal, mm-hmm. and you know they always had this warrant one. Well, he came in one day and they'd all switch over to grunge bands, and he just at that moment knew that. And like his whole take on cherry pie is kind of brutal because. He didn't want to do the song. The producer thought that they still needed a single. And once they heard Cherry Pie, they revamped the entire album. Everything became Cherry Pie. He had to do all these Cherry Pie eating contests. It's really fucking sad, actually. It is sad. It's very sad. Um, it's it's really rare. I mean, the, the best albums and the best instances of music that you can think of, nine out of ten of them are when... The opportunity the artist was given was just so golden. And then that other one out of ten is when they just made an incredible thing out of a bad situation where they were domineered. And you see that a lot with the Beatles. You see that a lot with Elvis. Mm. These guys that were, at least in their early careers, they were they were held in a very tight string. They worked with very limited resources and time. Michael and Jackson? Michael Jackson. Uh, yeah, the Jackson 5 in particular, of course. But a lot of bands... A lot of the great ones, Nirvana, uh, you know, the Beach Boys to some extent, uh, but a lot of great bands. But they, uh, you know, it's just, they, they, they transcend and they have, people have no choice. The labels have no choice but to take them in. And then from, then, from there on, once it establishes a model, then you bring in the, the uh, what is it, the, the frauds. You bring in the, the replicators, the impersonators. You see it in music again and again and again and again. I mean, right now it's all about the Billy eyelashes. But, you know, that, that's the modern uh, thing in pop, and that is the that is the turn I think that is going to lead to this sort of what 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 Big Mike is talking about with music going to a back to basics mode, which it does every now and again. It's something that the uh, Creedence Clearwater did. It's something that the Eagles did. It's something that just, resets in the garage. Yeah, they bring it back and then go, this has gone too fucking far. We need to get back to what made this cool in the first place. And um, when somebody does that in a cool way, you know, Tool did that in a cool way. There's one band I can think of. 
Primus. Guar. Uh, uh, in the Moment. If you've ever seen that band in the moment. Um, I have not. You know, a lot of a lot of interesting people out there, people I haven't heard of, you know. And then in hip hop, you can talk about hip hop, but that's just different whole that's a whole different thing. But uh yeah, I see that. Music's beautiful, man. It's it's going in that direction. People wanna see especially with all the live shit that's going online with people being at home. You know? I actually have this warrant clip that I want to play. I, I've been sitting on it for a while. It was it, it's in my PMRC package. Oh, uh, the PMRC, your favorite topic. Yeah, I like that shit. This is Ode to Tipper Gore. They kick ass. I, I want to hear all of you scream the hair off your nuts. Fuck you. Tell the fuck off. Fuck it. All right, here we go. I'll fuck you right there. Pretty fucking funny guys. Fucking, fucking, <laughs> fucking, fucking, fucking. I was like, oh, I have not heard this before. Funny enough, that was it's a pleasant little find. Um, there's so much out there. There's the K-pop shit. There's Asian music. There's so much out there that's like obscure as well. When I was on Bowls with Buds with Sir Spencer and Delorean, Delorean, we were talking about music, and she she showed me some shit that I've never seen before. Some like. It was like Halloween Japanese music. Go on. It was like, it, it was like, I don't know, Sir Spencer would probably get it best, but it was hardcore, like uh, screamo type music. It was Japanese and they were all wearing outfits. It was kind of like Guar, but it wasn't as, um, you know, metal fantasy as, uh, as Guar is, you know. Hmm. I would... It was you know, <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> I would like to see this. So if uh <laughs> I forget I forget what it's called, but J of course, Rock. It's it's not the that's not Oh the, wait, J Horror? It's it's a it's a gnarly little uh, genre of music and that but when I was watching it I was like, that's awesome. That's something I've never seen before. It's got um talent and, and production and all the shit in it. And I love that. I love discovering new shit like that. Because there's so much going on, and it adds to to new music. And if you can find that thing that's that was written ten thousand miles away, but the thing you love about it, and you incorporate that into your music, then you get something very special. You know what? This looks like uh, this reminds me. Gene Simmons produced a band out of Japan called uh, EZO, I think. EZO, EZE. Yeah, it's a Japanese heavy metal band. Uh, it was them and Loudness. That's the two uh, gl- <laughs> glam metal bands out of Japan I can name off the top of my head. <laughs> two more than I can, man. <laughs> Lordy. Jeez. This, uh, this revolver, it had a couple of pretty pretty funny quotes I was going to bust out here real quick. Um, the front man revealed that he doesn't think controversial punk bands such as his own would be able to flourish today because of quote woke bullshit. 
uh, passage arrives towards the end of a lengthy Q&A uh, where the interviewer asks the 65-year-old to explain the meaning behind the Misfits infamous 1980 track, Last Caress. For context, the song contains lines about killing babies in a verse that goes, quote, I raped your mother today, and it doesn't matter much to me as long as she spread. Glenn Danzig told Rolling Stone, it's just a crazy ass song. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> we would do things just to piss people off. <laughs> you know, you should tell the news guy, this is why I wrote the lyrics so that we could be in the news like this. Congratulations. Well, you played yourself. It kind of goes, he says, uh, the interviewer then asked if it was just a matter of Danzig cooking up the most fucked up content imaginable. For the sake of absurdity, part of it, yeah, he replied, like, fuck everybody, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck the world. It was just like, fuck your system, fuck all this bullshit. It was something else. <laughs> Naturally, I saw all the fucking punk motherfuckers that uh, I follow on the feed bag uh, react pretty much just, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of reeling. You know what I mean? A lot of Ray, a lot of boomer, boomer shakes his hand at the clouds. Yeah, whatever. That's why I'm not on that shit anymore. It's too much of that. Right. They're shaking their fists at the clouds. It's projection. It's, it's the irony. You are what you say I am. If you bitch about someone bitching, come on. Come on, man. Listen, Jack, here's the deal. Welcome to your doom. Rise from your <laughs> grave. Rise. Uh, so yeah, um, I thought that was a pretty fun little article about Danzig. I, I like I Danzig's like great. Danzig. I love that shit. Yeah, Misfits. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like the Ramones. I was gonna kick. Ne- never all the, only their live stuff though. Never their actual albums. When oh, they play yeah. their like actual albums in in bars and shit. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> Just play it's a live '77. Just play it on repeat. Don't don't worry about it. That's all you got to do. You know, there was a another little interesting bit that uh, Sam Tripoli dropped in the episode of um, his appearance on OBDM. Um, and I think it's something that could be useful for folks like myself that uh, experience anxiety when you feel like you can't convey whatever information you feel would be pertinent to sort of like shake people awake if you were someone that was to approach situations like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is Sam responding to a caller that was pretty much asking, like, how do you how do you approach people on these conspiracy topics? How do you have conversations with them? How do you wake them up, essentially? And this was uh, his response. How do you wake people up? And my whole thing is like, your job isn't to wake people up. You know, don't worry about the sheeps. If you want to wake people up, wake up the wolves. It's the, it's the, uh, it's basically the rules of the Ronin, you know, and that's kind of what I follow in my life. And I'm going to read you these rules and it is how I get through everything. And they're very hard to practice because it goes against everything a lot of us believe in. I don't know if you had any interest in hearing his rules of the Ronin or not. Uh, do you want to put... I just... Well, before we do, I just love the idea that... And this is a nerdy idea. I'm not going to be shy about that. The, the people that operate, you know, around here in the, in the NA stream and, and the associated, the federated, the affiliates here, they're a lot like these... You know, these lone people that have skills, you know, they have 
They go their own way. Maybe they serve masters, maybe they don't. But as a samurai, if you don't serve a master, but you're a samurai, you're a ronin. And I think that there are a lot of ronin that are around here that operate and they do they do good work, but they do it at their own fucking behest. And ronin is a very specific term that, that drives a very specific emotion culturally. It's somebody who's independent, but is also poor. <laughs> <laughs> You know, somebody who is skilled and honorable and independent, but is also does not have the luxury of having a patron. You know what I mean? Well, and, let, anyway, it's uh, yeah, it, it it's probably the most elegant way I think I've ever heard of describing on just how to maintain that center line, like how to just cut through all the bullshit mm. that stay Ronin that. That serve, you know, you ha- you you have no master anymore. Whether they're you've you're not there or they're spiritually dead. I, I don't know what the best way to describe it as would be. Why they've left their masters in the first place? You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come clean with a little bit of uh, <laughs> cultural appropriation. Um, <laughs> but on the bottom of my vest that I'm wearing. I actually took a bandana that I found at uh, there's a local Japanese festival culture festival that happens here in Minneapolis during the summer, and um, nice. I found found a booth that sold uh, headbands. Oh, nice! So you got a you got one of those. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I I almost said the K word. I'm not going to say it. It's too controversial. We'll get deplatformed <laughs> by the associates if I say kamikaze. But you got the K word. You got the K bandana. I like it. It's, I, it's uh, the term that I purchased. Uh, that I purchased it under was Bronin. So nice. I like that. You know Ronan Farrow, the actress. <laughs> actress. Nice. No, it's a guy. First of all, I said actor. <laughs> you said actress. <laughs> actor lavish. No, no, no. You said actress. Basically, yeah. Uh, Ronan Farrow. God damn it. There's so much to say about Ronan Farrow, and the the chat might beat me to it. But Ronan Farrow exposed people. I think he. Ex- oh, still there. Mine lost you. Did I scare you? It's. I muted myself too quickly. Oh, oh. my bad. Ronan Farrow. Oh, Harvey Weinstein. He's the guy who took Harvey Weinstein down. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so he works for The New Yorker, and he's a journalist, and he's also the son of um, he's the son of a famous actress, Mia Farrow, and Woody Allen. Uh, he's Woody Allen and Mia Farrow's kid. And uh, so he's Hollywood royalty. He's just royalty in general. And he was the guy who was able to bust the case on Harvey Weinstein, who, of course, was a dirtbag for many, many years. And for the last 10 years, especially, was just brutal, just out of control. I've told you I met him, right? Gross. No, I didn't know that. Oh, that's a story for another time. But, uh, yeah, no, Ronan Farrow, uh, his, na- his first name is Ronan. Not, it's, it's A instead of an I, R-O-N-A-N. Uh, but, uh, Rona, oh, Rona, that's, uh, um, at least attempt to silence lavish speaking the truth foiled indeed, quirk ass, indeed, I'm not JCD, they don't, I'm not, I'm not big enough, they don't have me on their radar yet, I can still say all this shit, it's great, 
perfect. We're too small to fail. <laughs> but we're just big enough to be. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we were talking about Ronan. And, uh, and Ronan Farrow is, to me, very much like that. He's a guy who is in the position, not just with the skill set, but also just by blood, which in Japanese culture is a big deal. You weren't a samurai by merit. You were born into the samurai class. And so was Ronan Farrow. He was born royalty. Both of his parents are extremely famous, extremely respected people. And, um, you know... He was he was born in the purple, as they say. So it's an interesting thing to see. Ronan. I wonder I if he has a substack yet. <laughs> he, yeah, he has a substack. It's called the fucking New York fucking uh what's his I, I the New Yorker. The New Yorker is his substack. Yeah. Hmm. Top five fucking publications in the big apple, I would say. That's the that's the fucking magazine that you see when you go to the the doctor. That's what they have on the table when you go to the doctor. They got the New Yorker, you know. Let's see. I found a New York Times little hit piece on him. Let's see if I can get in there. Uh, nah, they won't let me. I have to figure out where this one's at. Uh, is Ronan Farrow too good to be true? <laughs> Probably, <laughs> according to the New York Times. I don't know. He's got some. He's got some blue ass eyes. I don't know. That that would be kind of an interesting dig. Oh, he's he's totally elite. He's he could be planted, you never know, you know. He's not he's not out there like a pooper. Mm. You know, he's he could be he could be a plant, you never know. But so far I like him. I will uh see that's the thing. I just wanna find the like I just wanna find the authors. I don't wanna follow the fucking publications. Like just mm-hmm. hit me with the good folks and let's go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, uh, I'm going to finish off this running clip. Let's, uh, yeah. So these are the, so uh, again, sorry, we, we derailed. So this is the rules of the Ronin. Yes, which is Sam Tripoli's sort of methodology for stay stay Ronin. <laughs> Subscribe to No Master. Uh, I think that's far back enough. Let's see. And it is how I get through everything, and they're very hard to practice because it goes against everything a lot of us believe in, okay? But here are the rules of the Ronin. The rules of the Ronin. One, I am part of no group. Two, I I do not defend those I personally do not know. Three, I do not defend, I I defend no action or decision that I was not personally a part of making. Four, and this is where it comes to you, I do not spread knowledge to those who do not seek it. And number five, we right the wrongs. So... Some interesting huh. stuff to think on. That was that was pretty quick. He busted that out. You want to go through it again? Yeah, let's do it one more time. That was only like 15 seconds, right? Yeah, let's try right about there. How do you wake people up? And my whole thing is like, because it goes against everything a lot of us believe in, okay? But here are the rules of the Ronin. The rules of the Ronin. One, I am part of no group. Two, I, def- I do not defend those I personally do not know. Three, I do not defend... I, I defend no action or decision that I was not personally a part of making for, I, and this is where it comes to you, I do not spread knowledge to those who do not seek it. And number five, we right the wrongs. Okay. So all of that can be boiled down in my mind to we mind our own fucking business and we do what we think is right. And that's it. 
that's all we do. We don't stick our neck out for shit, except unless we actually know the person and morally want to help them or they pay us, <laughs> which isn't even part of it. The, part, the payment isn't part of it. It's just like, it's like a monk attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. We yeah. only, we only <laughs> do what we feel we want to do. And other than that, we, you know, it's like a Taoist thing. It's fucking nuts. We're like Ronin monk wolf fucking podcasters. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of a benign version of do what thou wilt, if you think about it. Yeah, it's like I said, man, it's, it's just all those little pieces fucking lining up. And it's just going to take one one chunky domino to just get in there and really mm. fucking. Just, that could be that could be the show title right there. Chunky domino. Mm. I had I had a couple. Let's, let's uh, wake up the wolves. That was it. It was I thought that was pretty good. I'm going to go down to the bar tonight and find me a chunky domino. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean, brother? Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, hungry like the what? The wolves? What? Uh, wake up the wolves. Wake up the wolves. Nice. I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll discuss this, this yeah. later. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's not important. We. Uh, that was pretty much all my clips of everything, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Well... Yeah. Should we should we thank the folks and creep on out of here into yeah. the post stream? Yeah. It's ooh, been, I like ooh. That's not that's beautiful right there, brother. Oh yeah. Groovy. Mm. Groovy. Groovy. Uh this has been another episode of Behind the Schemes. Check us out behind the schemes.com, S-C-H-3M3S. Yes, indeed. Call us at the Scream Line, uh, 612-263-7999. That's S-X-X-Y. 612-263-SEXY-BABY. So sexy. Yes, and uh, my name is uh, Lavish, and I am of over here. And I thank you very much. Job less. This is Booberry, Mothman of the Mini-Ocalypse. Have a good one. Later.